We are brought to you by Legal Inc. Estate Planning. Listen, you wouldn't dine and dash, so why would you leave your family in the hands of the courts and the government when you pass away? Most people think they don't have enough to start estate planning or that it's too expensive. Things like wills and a trust. While those are valid reasons, they're limiting beliefs, guys, to creating and keeping the wealth that you want to have. Listen, it's free to talk to Michael to learn more about what you can do today to protect your tomorrow and live your best life. Wills are necessary, especially if you have a home and kids. And a trust is the number one way to build and retain your wealth. So it's your life. It's your story. Make it a good one. Visit LegalLifePlan.com to schedule your first conversation with Michael and tell him that the Thinking Project sent you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. Okay, guys, we're also brought to you by Happiest. Happiest is your number one place to go for premium CBD products that won't break the bank. And I promise you guys that if you check these out, you won't be disappointed. They've got something for everybody. It's THC free, which means it comes with a work safe guarantee. Whether you need a roll on for your muscles and your joints, you need a sleep aid to get your day ending right, or you need uh, their number two that get your day started right. Uh, they got something for everybody. They're quality, uh, lab tested, third-party tested. It's all good. Go check them out, happiestmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com, and tell them that The Thinking Project sent you. Okay, today I had the pleasure of interviewing Brett Bond. He's a friend of the show. He's been on before. If you missed the first one, go back and check that out. But Brett is a life coach. uh, And if you need anything from him, he's just got an amazing story, amazing background, and amazing advice. Uh, He's well worth the time to talk to. We had a great time. um, And he's so full of energy and so full of positivity and so full of like realism as well and authenticity. And I think you'll hear that in an interview. Uh, Beyond that, shout out to our unofficial sponsor, Sheffield Cider who makes the best non-alcoholic sparkling cider you could get out there. So go grab a bottle of that, support me and the podcast by supporting our sponsors. And please welcome Brett Bond. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Okay, we're rolling. Yeah, dude, I'm... uh, Super glad to be out of the car business. That's terrible. I look back sometimes or I see people who are in the car business. Yeah. Or I see an advertisement or I see somebody complaining. Get a little bit closer to that. And I'm just like, I'm so grateful to be out of the car business. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Like anytime I'm feeling down or like I I get stressed or I'm overthinking, I just go, okay, hold on. You're out of the car business. And then I smile. <laughs> and then I smile. Dude, so um, you're on that Connect Utah group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I talk about that group way too much for not actually being a part of it. But uh, like I, I'm, I'm a member of it, but like I feel like I promote it quite a bit. But anyway, somebody was on it on uh, Connect Utah and uh, they put like, what did your nine to five teach you or something? And my first nine to five was the car business. Okay. Um, you and nine to nine, nine to nine. Dude. <laughs> yeah. We worked, we definitely worked more than 40 hours a week, man. I averaged like 50 average. All there day. were plenty of 60, 65 hour weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so anyway, I was grateful for like the sales training that I got. You know what I mean? I was grateful for some of the trainings and, and the knowledge of how business worked that I don't feel like I would have got anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but it was very toxic. Like I tell people in my, in, in my, job right now i'm like dude it was just really toxic you know it was just very uh i feel like it was more toxic than than what 
a company should be. 100%. 100%. I think we talked about this last time. We did. It's, it's just something that when I see you, I'm like, you're out of the car business. And I'm out of the out car, of car business. business. Well, like, let's celebrate. <laughs> Let's, let's drink some non-alcoholic That's uh, right. apple cider. That's right. So I had did this one on my last podcast. We had a different bottle. Okay. That one was like cherry. This one's Harvest Crush. Okay. So Harvest we'll see, Crush. man. Honest opinions. Some top-notch they didn't, apple cider. Yeah. It's, I heard it's good, man. I was, well, the I, last bottle we had was good. So we're just trying a different flavor. All right. Let me, let me test this out. All right. Go ahead. I'm going to try. Dramatic sip. That's pretty good. That's really good. I like that one. It's a little bit better than the cherry one we tried last episode. That's good. It's refreshing. It is. This didn't, it's kind of sparkling. These guys are good. Sheffield cider out of Washington. I kind of feel like apple cider sometimes is a a little too sweet for me. And this isn't like too sweet. The other one we had yesterday was cherry and it was sweet. And I think it was because you had multiple like uh, flavors going on. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense. It was good though. I like this one. Yeah. I I like your uh, mugs. Which one did you get? Uh, humble with a with hint, a hint of, of Kanye. Kanye. That's right. I'm gonna have dude. to use that phrase. <laughs> so you how, should use how, it. How would you? Do, like, I feel like that's decently that's a great, accurate. That's a great way to describe it. I feel like I am humble with a hint of Kanye. You know, some people <laughs> well, think I'm crazy. They think I'm far out there. I think yeah. overall I'm decently. Here's humble. here's why I like that cup and why you could pick which ones you got. I got whatever it takes. Okay. Which is another really good one. But I like humble with a hint of Kanye because you, there is, I think humble with a hint of Kanye just means you're confident. And what I think confidence is, is like when I train sales guys in the car business, I would be like, dude, we're missing like gangsters in sales. And what I mean by that is, is like, if you're putting out an album, like I've talked, I've also interviewed since we talked last a few hip hop artists. Okay. And one thing I love about them is they just like, it's that whole grind mentality. Like I love the hip hop community. I love the, I love that culture. And the thing I love the most is this humble with the end of Kanye. Like you have to have some kind of a certain amount of confidence, like overly confident to make it in whatever you're doing. Right. So what I mean by that is like, if they, you know, if they, if you're on a sales team and there's 10 people and the managers decide to add 30 more, like that shouldn't scare you. Mm. You should be able to be like, Hey, I'm going to get mine. You could flood the floor with a hundred other dudes and I'll still get mine. Yeah. Cause I'm that good. And I believe in myself that much and it doesn't matter what anybody else does. And that's kind of the, that little bit of ego, but I don't go as far as ego. Right. But, but confidence, like believe in yourself, like do something. Well, here's the thing with the ego <clears throat> and you know, I've really been diving into like the ego and, and yeah. the subconscious and, and how the brain works and, and what, and like distinguishing the difference between the mind and, and just really diving in deeper yeah. than I have before. And you know, the ego is our tool. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think of the ego as our body in a sense, you know, there's certain situations where we have to use it, right? Yeah. If we, if we get put in a situation where we need to survive or we need to turn on the fight or flight mechanism, if you don't have your ego, you're kind of screwed, right? right? So there's like, and so I, I balance this delicate art, I feel like of, okay, what is too much ego and what is too much Buddhist monk? Yeah. Yeah. You there's gotta be a balance. But with that being said, I feel like most people 
especially in America, we have too much ego. So we need to do what we can to strive for the Buddhist monk. And I don't think that we'll ever have not enough ego, if that makes sense. Right. Like the ego <laughs> yeah. will always be there. It's pretty easy to yeah, kick on. Pretty, and, and we can do it without thinking about it. But like, I'm glad that you mentioned that because like, like I, I think that you just need confidence. I think that like that confidence comes from there's that old, tra- you know, training quote that we used all the time that was competence breeds confidence. Mm. And so if you know, then you're going to be able to be confident. Like if you've been here before, um, and that's why I love stoicism is because uh, one of their tenants, and I got the coin up there, but one of their tenants is premeditato malorum, which is like at all times you should have the worst case scenario in front of your head. Yeah. Because if you're, if you, if you've experience that. If you're ready for that, you can be confident that you're going to be able to make it through. Cause like, that's okay. I expected that. Right. Let's go. Like yeah. somebody tells, you no, great. I was ready for that. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not scary. Well, and it lines up with like not having expectations too, almost, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Because like when you expect the worst <laughs> or you don't have any expectations, right. Yeah. It's like, no matter what happens, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's when you get assumptive and you assume that everything's going to be perfect. And the bottom line <laughs> right. is I feel like 99% of life never goes the way that we plan it to. Yeah. And should it? No. What fun would it be? It wouldn't be a challenge, man. That's I, And that's something that I've really started to adopt is I don't think it's as much as let's always be positive 100% of the time, but let's find the beauty in the challenge. Let's find the beauty grinding through the dirt, like looking at some of the toughest part of our lives and saying, wow, this is going to make me so strong. Like I'm going to be so grateful for this later on as opposed to, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going through this. For sure. And I think that's (laughs) one of the biggest things that's changed with me When I first started Happy Gang, I was so positive, positive, positive that it might have even been a little bit of toxic positivity. Sure. And now it's more so like just like I said, finding the beauty in the struggle, finding the beauty and and how we're going to grow when when times are tough. Yeah, I I, I wrote one of this in my group on Facebook that and it's from a book that I read and from the stoicism that I study, but it's happiness isn't the goal right? It's like peace, right? Cause you might not be able to be happy all the time, but you can certainly find peace in hard times. You can find peace knowing that, that things will end. Uh, and you don't get to necessarily choose how quickly, but eventually they do. Uh, and then you can choose, you know, that, that peace that comes from helping others, no matter what, uh, not having transactional relationships. Right. I think that's where a lot of like unnecessary pain comes from. Cause I think suffering is good. Right. But pain like you can have unnecessary suffering and pain. And I think a lot of that comes from, um, you know, like expectations, uh, of others, of yourself, of like, you know, the shoulds. Yeah. Well, and on that point, I think it depends on your definition of happiness. Sure. Yeah. My yeah, definition yeah, yeah. of happiness has changed so much. Like where now I believe my definition of happiness and it's always changing, right? It's always yeah. growing and evolving, but it is the peace. It's the calm. Yeah. It's the bliss you know, versus yeah. I used to think, oh no, happiness is like this on crack 24 seven. Like I'm always got energy. <laughs> right. Whereas it's like, you know, it's, it's that, that calmness, that, that yeah. being okay and surrender and letting go when things are not going your way and not yeah. assigning judgment to that. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and not having, um, that, that deal. Like I think living transactionless means that like when you go into a certain situation, you're not doing it because 
you expect some out like a certain outcome you're doing it because you you genuinely believe that's what you're supposed to be doing you want to know what's crazy about that and i'm really yeah. glad you bring it up so many of my clients and people that I've talked to and work with, a lot of times they're saying that their issues are, I'm so nice to other people. I do all these kind things and people don't return it to me. Yeah. And I believe that's kind of the universe's way of teaching us a lesson because we should be doing those things legitimately out of the kindness of our heart, yeah. not expecting anything in return. Yeah, for sure. Because the second you start expecting things in return, boom, expectations, yeah. happiness kind of goes down the drain. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Well, and if you're not doing it um, out of like the goodness of your heart, right? Karma is that everything that happens in your life is of your own making. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so if you treat people like a, like a transaction, why wouldn't you get that back? And, and maybe not this. And cause here's what the thing is. I don't believe that you can control that. So other people might be doing things genuinely for you, but you're not going to see it that way because that's not how you act. And we see, uh, like other people as a mirror, like that's a mirror. So if I don't like something in you, that's, that's a, that's something that I'm not okay with in me. I haven't, I haven't, you know, yes. gotten that okay with me. You know yes, what I'm saying? For sure. So, so yeah, I mean, cause if you, if you live like that, it's not necessarily, like I said, that people are like maliciously coming after you, but you're not going to see it any other way because how could you when, when what you're doing is the opposite of what you should be doing? Yeah. <laughs> because instead of saying, oh, this person is paying me back for the kind act I did one <laughs> year, three months and two days ago. Yeah. You're just saying, wow, that person was really kind. Yeah. You're not, you're not keeping track of, well, yeah, I did yeah. this nice thing last Christmas. Uh, hello. Yeah. Where's yeah, my yeah. karma? Where's my yeah. manifestation? You know? Yeah, exactly. And, um, that's one of the things that I try to break. I'm LDS. I think you know that, right? Yeah. Um, that's one of the things I try to break in, in the culture of the Mormon church or the LDS church is this idea of transactions. Like, Eventually you have to do the right thing because it's the right thing. Like there are some, like one of the big ones right now, uh, like in the news and stuff is like this tithing, this principle of tithing. And, uh, did you ever meet a kid in the car business? He worked at Honda. I don't, I, he might've went over to Toyota. Jared Barnes. Jared Barnes. <laughs> is that who you're talking about? <laughs> He's not ever going to listen to this, but, uh, no, uh, How did I guess Landon, that? Landon Huntsman. Did you ever meet him? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, Landon. You know, Landon yeah, 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 yeah. So one day he's talking to me. Uh, as I was, I was paying my tithing. You can do it on your phone now. Um, <laughs> and I'm not bragging, like, because he genuinely asked me, he's like, why do you do that? And I was like, because it's not mine. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because, like, I, it's not mine. God, I believe, I personally believe, and, and obviously it's okay if other people feel different, but I personally believe that everything was given to me and that it's my job to, that it was freely given to me and that it's my job to freely give it back. I like that. Um, regard, by the way, regardless of what happened like this, right? This whole conversation we're having transaction. Well, what do they do this with the money or they do this with the money? It's like, it doesn't matter, bro. Yeah. If I could be giving it to the rest red cross and it would be the same for me. Yeah. It's not my money. And, and, um, I'm not doing it because I think, that if I'm late on rent one month, a check is going to magically show up in the mail because I paid my tithing and God is, I'm better that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could, I could give a shit less. It's yeah. It's again, it leads back into do it out of the goodness of your heart and forget <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah. 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 You know? uh, I like that you brought up Jared Barnes. He bought some CBD from me. Oh, nice. Um, he put me through the ringer on that though. Cause he's be becoming a pilot. And oh, apparently yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a big deal. To not THC, use CBD? THC anyway. I mean, I get, I understand why you wouldn't want your pilot okay, yeah. smoking weed, but yeah, 
Yeah. I, I don't want him to hotbox the plane. Yeah, that's true, dude. But anyway, yeah, he's, yeah. Or like, um, I, I don't want to go into too many names, but there's another salesman. I was like, dude, you got a bad attitude, bro. And uh, he's like, why am I not successful? Because you're saying that kid just came out of your mouth. <laughs> That's the hardest thing to uh, like help people understand. And the tough part is, is that you really can't make them understand it. They have to like understand it on their own. For know? sure. Like they have to have an experience to where they see it and it comes into fruition for their own life. Because yeah. like, I mean, think about it like this. Okay. Your parents tell you, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. You're like, yeah, whatever. You don't know. I know everything. And then you do it, you end up Shit's Creek and you go, wow, maybe I should have listened to my parents. But it's not until you learn the lesson for yourself and see it in your own life that you realize, okay, mom and dad were right. And it's the same thing mm-hmm. when we're talking about like, you know, why am I not successful yeah. or, or why do things flow for you and they don't flow for me? And I think it's, yeah, it's just. Uh, There's a lot that goes into that, but I think, I think you're right. One of the big ones is like, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, man. You just you were caught up in something different, like whether it was like the end, you know, I wanted to have, you started your business because you want to have a million dollars and that's not reasonable. I mean, some people do it for sure. But if you start with the, like most of the million dollar business owners I've talked to at least started it with the intention of just helping somebody, you know what I'm saying? I think they just wanted to solve a problem. I think it's Zig Ziglar who says like genuinely go out of your way to just help people. Like don't expect anything in return. Like just help people. You'll be the best salesperson (laughs) ever, but you have to genuinely want to help them. And yeah. And not expect them to buy or anything. Yeah. Because the second you start doing that, I mean, me and you have they run been away. There. Yeah, yeah. They run away. They know, dude, it's not. It's I thought not. I was so nice. I was like, man, I was so clean with how I worded that and like all this and that. But it was because I was going after a check mm. and not wanting to help them. And I wouldn't sell a car for a week. And I was like, yeah. screw it. Like, I'll just help people. Boom. Car, 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 car. Yeah. 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 Done, done, done. And Knocking them down. It's just so hard to explain these things. Like, yeah. you know, no matter what type of words you put them into, it's just a feeling. It's that synchro of the universe that you tune into. Yeah. You start to feel it. Yeah. And I think there's something sacred about getting your ass kicked. And I use use that word intentionally. Like it's (laughs) sacred. This should be a very special experience for you (laughs) getting your ass kicked. Yes. Yes. Because uh, a lot that's because it's what you said. Eventually you have to, you have to hit rock bottom. You have to learn this lesson and uh, you got to go to the school of hard knocks, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and hopefully it's for your good. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And it's crazy because as I look back at, like, if somebody asked me what the best thing that ever happened to me is, and I tell people this, and I don't know if I've shared this with you, get a little vulnerable. It was when I was actually suicidal. Okay. I, I put a 38 special to my head. And the last time I had used the gun, it wasn't firing properly. And this is when I was in a really dark time, (laughs) depressed, anxious, and I pulled the trigger and the gun didn't fire. And it was like, it's a crazy story. I mean, I basically almost like went into this other world where I saw what would have happened if I had pulled the trigger Mm. and coming out of that, like once I got through that, I was like, why did you do that? You know, I was so mad at myself. Like I could have killed myself, you know, but then I realized like, that's what started happy gang. Really? Mm. I mean, that's what started me down the journey of personal development, spirituality, understanding how the mind works. Mm -hmm. How do, how does depression work in the mind? You know, how does anxiety work in the mind? And then once I found things out for myself, I wanted to share that with other people. So sometimes I share that story and people say, I'm sorry. I say, don't be sorry. That's Mm -hmm. the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, in all reality, right. If that didn't happen, right. I, I saw that was my rock bottom. That was my perspective. If, if I didn't have that moment 
in life, then I wouldn't be as grateful as I am when I just go out and feel sunshine because <laughs> yeah, I've seen dude, that yeah. edge of the spectrum. And I know I'm kind of ranting here, but the bottom line is I feel like the, the deeper you go on the dark side of the spectrum and you're able to bring yourself back to the light, the more beautiful life is. Yeah, absolutely. dude. So, absolutely. I appreciate you sharing the story because yeah. a lot of people, uh, there are a lot of beautiful stories like that. And, and a lot of people need to share them because once you share it, like clarity, you know, yes. and, and you've, I'm sure you've shared that more than once before this, right? Yeah. I typically, that's what I start off with, with my clients. <laughs> it's good though. It's like, dude, this is what we're doing. This is where we're starting. You know what I mean? We're in a very okay place. With social media. And I don't know if you've ever heard this quote before, but I forget who it's by social media. You're taking your bloopers and comparing them to everybody else's highlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. in order for people to get vulnerable and for us all to grow as a society, as a human race and expand consciousness, I believe we need to be more vulnerable. So I feel like when I'm vulnerable, it allows other people to feel okay and be vulnerable. And then we can both grow. Yeah. Where sometimes people are like, oh, what is this person thinking? Oh, are they going to judge me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think that... That is part, part of that is like, uh, why I like stoicism as my philosophy is because you can't control what other people do. So you just do what you love, man. Like it, people like you, you just don't have that prediction. You know what I mean? Like you just, sometimes you get it right. Like you and I have been in car sales where sometimes we get it right. You're like, I'm going to say this, they're going to say this, they're going to say this, and then we're going to get the deal. And that happens, right? Um, but less frequently than we'd like to believe, I think. Yeah. And then second thing is like, uh, so what if they say no, dude? You know, move on, bro. It's so strange because I used to think, you know, sometimes people say, assume the sale, assume the sale, assume the sale. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, get yeah. where that's coming from. But at the same time, yeah. it seemed like with all things in life the more I was like, I'm okay if it doesn't happen. You know, I'm yeah. okay with either outcome. Like, so what if it happens? If it happens, great. If it doesn't, oh, well, I learned. Yeah, and the second gonna, I started I'm doing gonna, that, all of a sudden everything started happening. Right, dude. Yeah, Everything started flowing. Everything came together. I, I mentioned this in the last podcast, but it's one of my favorite books. Have you read The Subtle Art by Mark Manson? Yeah, The Subtle Art of Not Giving Him. Uh, yeah, that one. Well, his first chapter in that book is Don't Try. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's the idea is like, dude, just like do things from your heart, do things because you enjoy them, you know, find the things to care about, you know, he uses the F word. Uh, and, but I like the F word in that book because what other word are you going to use that, that takes a message home like that? Yeah. I don't know, man. No, but it's a good book. 100%. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, have you ever read the book, uh, letting go by David Hawkins? No. Such a good book. That that sounds like a good one. Letting go, dude. I mean, that's the, that's the idea. I used to be so into like grind and force and work yeah. hard and it does take grind and, and, and working yeah. hard, obviously it yeah. takes action for sure. Right. But I've just gotten so much more into like letting go and surrendering, you know, not getting attached to things. Yeah. Outcomes and just being, yeah. so much like Eastern and Buddhist philosophy for yeah, me. It's great, it's helped dude. me so much. And also like the perspective of like... No one really gives a shit. Like if they if, don't, if, <laughs> they don't. Right? And, and also they don't. kind of the perspective that like, don't take this the wrong way, but like we are insignificant. We yeah, are meaningless yeah. in a sense. We yeah. are a, a small little blip in the space time continuum. And yeah. some people might get freaked out or they'll say like, oh, my life has no meaning if I adopt that philosophy. Sure. But it's, it's more 
once you accept that, or if you're having a tough time and you say, oh, wait a minute, I'm just on a floating rock and like yeah. none of this is ever really going to matter. You can let go and you can say, yeah, some I things don't matter. fun. Yeah. Some things don't matter as much as we think they do. I was having a conversation with my, a buddy of mine I served a mission with and, um, you know, that's where I, so, so before I tell the story, that's where I, that's where I get a lot of my philosophy from. Like I'm very stoic, uh, which has like a lot of Buddhist ties. Um, I'm also very like, um, you know, I believe in like a little bit of existentialism, but I'm mostly Mormon and that's where I got a lot of my beliefs from. Um, and I was talking to a buddy of mine who, <laughs> you know, and I have very different views than this buddy of mine. So he asked me this question. He's like, Hey, uh, I believe in God. He goes, um, do you think God is black and white, right? Like his rules or is he black and white? Yeah. And I, and I was like, bro, this sounds like a setup question. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? And I was like, just call me. So he calls me and I'm like, dude, I don't, you know, it's not black and white. It can't be black and white. Like There's if no we, way. you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, if you believe that God loves, and like, these are my personal beliefs, but if I, if, if I believe that God loves everybody individually, then it cannot be black and white. Like if he knows us so personally, like we teach every Sunday or whatever, every, every day, it can't be black and white. There's no way it can't be physically impossible. I've had impossible. this conversation before and I actually talked about it with a buddy of mine for like three hours because he was so set on saying that it was black and white. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I was like, and of course, you know, my ego kind of came out and I was sure. like, well, what about this situation? Sure, this sure, situation, sure, sure. Yeah. you know, thinking there's no way you can prove it. But <laughs> I mean, in all reality, there's just no way that it can be. There's too many variables. That's like, what I'm saying. The, this, the synchronicity of like, like this, this universe is almost like so crazy and messed up that it's perfect. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Follow me. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I told him. That's what I tried to explain. I was like, bro, if, if we're, we all have our different challenges, like we all have our different backgrounds and everything. And it just can't be like, there's no, God doesn't, I don't believe <laughs> this might get me in trouble, but I don't believe that God has a rule book. No. Like if you believe in God, I don't think he does. <laughs> Look at every single religion yeah, ever yeah. points to the same thing. Yeah. Do good unto yeah, others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, for sure. and they're, they all have really the same story. It's like just different cultures coming from different environments Yeah, with like with different this, traditions. Yeah. With these myths that, uh, and I use that, uh, I use that myth word arch archetypically, but these myths that, that have, a, that come out of this, that all tell the same, this hero's journey of like, you know, starting this journey, losing himself, uh, you know, finding himself in the service and then realizing there's a deeper meaning and then coming out of this enlightened. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what's so crazy to me is, you know, I, I, I feel like I always slotted this word, but ominism. Okay. Or omnism. I've always forget how to pronounce it. The, the, the belief that all religions have truth. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And you know, if there was yeah. any one thing that I would per se, uh, attach myself to or label myself as, I would probably say Buddhist, but sure. I don't like to claim one sure. because I like to see well, the truths in all. Well, you know, what's funny is Buddhism. I mean, they teach that in like religious school, not a but it's not a religion. Exactly. It's not even kind of, a, and they don't profess it to be like, there's no, there's no like, right. You know, rights to get in yes. rituals to get in. It's just like, if you believe it, this is, he's like, this is what we believe in. There you go. Have it. And that's why I love it. Yeah. It's great. I love, dude, I love it too. I think that more people should study that for sure. It's, there's a great insight in that. What's really cool is that I feel like a lot of more, like a lot more people are now. Yeah, they should. People well, are waking up. Hey, and you, <laughs> because they, they're starting to see that like, 
um, you know, we're all just like, we all just don't have like individually, we don't have the whole truth, yes. you know, like that as we come together collectively, the truth starts to become clear and that's love. Right. And I think for me, adopting the philosophy that we're all just figuring out what the truth is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that anybody really knows the truth. In my opinion, sure. I don't think anybody has the answers as to this is what happened. Yeah. This is why we're here. We're all figuring sure, it out. Sure. Because if we, if one sure. person or a group of people knew the exact truth, right? If we knew exactly what we're doing here, <laughs> like what this is, what that is, it would take yeah. all the fun out of it. That's part of the puzzle, the eternal yeah. puzzle of figuring this life out. There's yeah. so many moving parts. I, I think that, um, you know, so <laughs> I don't mean to bring this up. Like this is the first time I, on the podcast I brought this up this much, but um, there's a booklet in the LDS faith um, called the lectures on faith. Some people say that Joseph Smith wrote it. Probably not. It was probably um, one of his counselors at the time, Sidney Rignan or maybe Parley P. Pratt. It's actually, anyway, so there's a booklet and part of the book is like part of having faith is knowing that you're on the right path. And, um, and I believe that that's true, but what does it mean to know that you're on the right path? I think it means that, you know, you're moving, I just, I just think it means that you're going. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, cause if you're, if you, if you have this ego and if you, and if you have all these assumptions and expectations, I think you're in a rut and I don't think that's the right path. And I think your body and your spirit will tell you that. 100%. So. Yeah. You can feel it. <laughs> yeah. It's something Eckhart yeah. Tolle talks about it a lot when he's talking about letting go and surrendering and, yeah. and really just, you know, being happier yeah. and, and finding peace is that it's not something that you can explain. Like, right, 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 right. Like how do you know if you're on the right path? I think you just feel that. Yeah. Like you feel like I'm, this is where I'm supposed to be. And, and funny enough, right. I, I don't know how to explain this in words, but part of this stoic belief is that, um, uh, this, um, Amor fati. You are where you're supposed to be like in this exact moment is exactly where you're supposed to be. And I, and I think that believing you're on the right path is knowing that you're, this is where you're supposed, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be there. You're supposed to be right here. And accepting that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know? Oh, definitely. Um, and, and kind of back to your point on like progress, like as long as you're making progress, right, you're on the right uh, yeah, path. Yeah, I think you're going if you're yeah. moving. And I, I think especially nowadays we get so caught up on numbers, right? How many likes do you have? How many followers do you have? You know, yeah, like, I struggle with like that. How, how, you know, how many gains have you made in the gym? <laughs> but it's just like, no, it's the fact that you went to the gym today. It's the fact that you said no to the cookie today. It's the fact that you tried to meditate today. Yeah, you know, yeah, even if you didn't yeah. get to that Zen state, it's you are making the effort. Yeah. You're practicing, you're getting better and you're evolving. Yeah. Well, I think it's, what's funny is when you, you know, I have never had a personal conversation with some of these like, you know, really, you know, successful monks in the Buddhist religion, but I've had a conversation with some people who are pretty close, I feel like. And I feel like the higher you get with these meditations and, and life, the more you are accepting the fact that you don't know it all. Like, you yes. know what I mean? They're like, this is hard. Yeah. Man. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing that I've realized is that the more <laughs> you learn, the more you're okay with admitting your faults, yeah. your weaknesses that you don't know and that you're, I don't know, just figuring it out. It, it's, it, it's crazy that you bring up that point because I feel it on a whole nother level. Yeah. I, I feel as if I've evolved so much and that I realized that 
I know the least amount that I ever have. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah, 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 it's yeah. the well, paradox, yeah. hey, you know? You should. Yeah, you totally should because, because you just realize like, you know, all this stuff. And I feel like it's this, it's the, because you didn't, you know, it's almost like that. You don't know what you don't know. And once you figure it out, you're like, dude, this, there must be more. Because I used to try to like analyze it all. I was like, I'm going to figure it all out. And then I realized, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty impossible. Yeah. So, you know, dive in, dive down the rabbit hole where you want to, but you're never going to figure it all out. And once you let go, I feel like that's part of surrendering your, surrendering your ego. You know, it's almost as if you're living in a bubble, right? Or, or you're living in this wall and you go around and you explore and you, have all the information in the wall. You know everything that's inside the wall. Yeah. And then you peek beyond the wall and you realize that that was only 0.0001% <laughs> of everything. And you say, oh, wow, I don't know if I can explore this in my whole yeah. lifetime. Yeah. And, yeah. and so then you just journey and you adventure and you're like, well, instead of like trying to cover each territory, maybe yeah. I'll just go explore and have some fun while I do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then just live, you know, I think just be there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we're always worried about the next thing. And like one of the big things when you teach somebody about, you know, in sales about listening is to just listen, dude. Like, don't, don't worry about what you're going to say next. They'll tell you what to say next. You'll know. Mm -hmm. And that's scary for people to not know something in advance, especially when they're paid to know something. (laughs) It's the unknown in general. I feel like a lot of us, uh, you know, including myself sometimes it's just, being afraid of the unknown, you know, the uncertainty. <laughs> and I feel like once you let go of not knowing everything is when life truly becomes even more beautiful. Isn't that great though? Mm-hmm. I think that's great, man. So, uh, let's, but let's talk about some of your, um, some of your things going on, dude. You got, yeah. you got a lot of your coaching. How's your coaching business going? It's going really well, man. <laughs> I'm, I can tell too. I'm just so happy. I mean, the most fulfilling thing ever is hopping off of a call with someone when they're thanking you or yeah. having a breakthrough where somebody's getting really emotional and they're able to make progress. It's like, it's yeah. the most rewarding to know that I'm, I'm part of that journey for them that yeah. I'm, I'm not the one doing the work, but I'm a catalyst yeah. and they're doing the work and I'm empowering them is insane it's like the best high ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, with that, do you mostly coach people like in their businesses or personally, or do you uh, mostly focus on? No, personal? it's mostly personal. What's funny is when I first started out, everyone was like, Oh, you should coach them in their business and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. I wanted to do something that people aren't doing. Yeah. And, Dude, that's funny that you say that, bro. I feel like everybody is a business coach. Yeah. I had one reach out to me the other day. Let me ask you this. How many people do you know that say, I'm a coach for people who struggle with anxiety and depression? People don't want to hop into that. They're scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's tough too. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's tough. Check this out. I had a client, okay, who was hooked on antidepressants, diagnosed bipolar, off her antidepressants by the time that she, I'm done coaching her. Yeah, that's and, great. And dude. healthy, feeling yeah. better. Hey, listen, that's why people are waking up, especially with these Eastern things, is because they're starting to realize, like, if you go to a doctor, and uh, and then, by the way, this is not like medical advice, <laughs> um, and I love doctors, go to your doctor. I don't like doctors. But, uh, <laughs> but well, if you go to your doctor and they say, take this pill, mm-hmm. um, that conversation sounds like this. I'm going to put you on this. We're going to see how it goes. Come back in two weeks. And if it's working, we'll keep doing it. And if it's not, we'll try something different. Right. Yes. Almost the exact same conversation I have with sales salesmen 
with people, you know, I'm sure you have the exact same, cause like not everything works, right? We're going to start here. And if it doesn't work, we'll try something different. And yeah. if that doesn't work, we'll try something different until we figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, and so if that conversation is happening in a doctor's office, why can't it happen with meditation, with yoga, with, you know, some of this Reiki stuff? Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know, bro. I read a book by, called Breathe by James Nestor, Breath by James Nestor, oh, where he was he- healing my people. Dad, my dad told me about that. Yeah, dude, you, ha- you have got... I was so focused on my breathing for like a month after I read that book, dude. Have you gone a whole day being conscious of your breath? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, while I was reading that book. It's the hardest thing to do. You are the most peaceful. Like that was yeah. probably the most peaceful time in my life is yeah. when I really, like I went one whole day. I remember how hard it was to st- literally yeah. stay conscious of your breath all day. Like if you take a 30 second break, you forget about it. Yeah. Like I, I got to restart. And I remember I had a day where I was just fully focused on my breath and I was like so calm. Yeah. Because I, and for me, I was calm because I was focusing on in the book. He talks about how bad mouth breathing is, you know, that used to be like, he talks in the book, he talks about how that used to be like an insult. Like um, you're a mouth breather or whatever, right? <laughs> you freaking mouth breather. Yeah. And so, and so dude, I remember like one whole day I was like, I was like try, making sure that I was breathing through my nose when I had to, you know, when my mouth was closed, breathing through my nose. Yep. And uh, it was great, dude, because uh, I read this story, speaking of like Buddhism and like Hinduism and stuff, the Buddhists teach breath. That's the first thing they teach is um, how to breathe. They teach you very young, like how to control your breath. And, uh, and this little, they put this, they put the camera on this little kid and, uh, the person is like, Hey, why are you, why are you teaching breathing? And he's like, and dude, I'll never forget this. He said, because that's the only thing that changes when your emotions change. It's like when you get mad, your breath, the only thing that changes is your breathing. Um, you know, you start taking short, quick breaths when you're mad. Uh, you know, when you're sad, again, your breath starts to change. And, uh, so if you learn how to breathe, you can control how you view these situations because you'll be very mindful of what's happening. You literally have access to your emotions. Yeah. 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 You have influence. Yeah. Emotions aren't bad. We just got to manage them. Yeah. Well, it's a matter of, okay, there's a time to be sad. And then then there's a time where should I really be sad right now? Like, do I have something to be sad about? Like, right. Am I really going through something? Like, would I rather be happy? You know? And yeah. what's crazy, I forget where I heard this, but I heard that emotions are only supposed to be felt for like 45 seconds. Yeah, and yeah. once, and once they're, once they're felt, like if you truly embrace them, Eckhart Tolle talks about this, when you truly embrace them and you feel them, they don't stick around. <laughs> it's because people are thinking about the emotion yeah, or, or thinking about what's going to happen if they continue to feel the emotion or that they, they don't fully go into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah They're yeah, like yeah. running away from it. They're suppressing it. Right. And right, I think right. that's a, a big thing that I talk about is the difference between like suppressing something and yeah. like saying, Oh, it's no big deal. And actually letting it go and like surrendering it. Cause yeah, sometimes yeah. people think they're letting it, including myself, especially, you know, when I, when I first d- dove into this type of stuff, I was just suppressing everything. And I was like, oh no, everything's fine. And then it all came to the surface at once. And I was like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. You know, but then I truly felt it and I was able to let it go. Yeah. I think that uh, when you just, ex- yeah, you just accept it. You're just like, dude. And I think where people get m- 
uh, where this breathing leads to is, I don't know if we talked about this, but I talk about this all the time because it's my favorite way to describe how you should be present. And it's the story that you tell yourself. You know what I'm saying? There's, Mm. there's two sides to every story. There's what actually happened. And then what you tell yourself about what happened, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because like you can, uh, you know, the Buddhists say, dude, a lot of these stories that come from, you know, are Buddhist stories, but like you get shot with an arrow, like you got shot with an arrow, you know, and, and that hurts. Like that's definitely painful, but it'll eventually go away. Uh, what lasts longer is the story you tell yourself about why you got shot with an arrow. Does it matter? No, probably not, dude. Because either, you know, a few things could have happened. Like somebody maliciously shot you with an arrow. So uh, set your boundaries and get out of there. And now we're done, right? Uh, you know, and that could be someone you love. That could be someone you hate, whatever. And then there's, you know, it could have been an accident. Dude could have accidentally shot you with an arrow. So what, like you can't do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I just tell people, don't worry about what you're worried about for. Yeah, 100%. There's this book (laughs) called Quiet Mind, Epic Life. Okay. And he talks about that. And he talks about how if none of us really know the truth and we're telling, you know, we're telling ourselves these stories. He goes, if you're going to tell yourself a story, tell yourself one that's beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, And there's these you know, there's these tricks that we can do and we can let go of it completely. But then I, I feel like there's also this, this element of, uh, yeah, sometimes we do tell ourselves <laughs> stories, right? So like, yeah, if we're going to do yeah. it, like, let's make it beneficial for our mental sure, health, sure. you know? Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Tell yourself like, however you got to tell yourself the story. So you just don't suffer yeah. for me. I just tell my story. I just tell myself what happened. Like I lost, that's all I need to know. See. Um, and maybe we can go into like here. Okay. Like once we've dealt with that emotion and once we've dealt with the loss, then we can go in and analyze it without all the emotions behind it. Right. Right. Without all like the, and not emotions, but like the excuses, like I can go in and analyze my loss. Hey, this is why I should, you know, I could have done this better. I could have done this better. And I leave grateful for the experience. I don't leave like, well, no, I mean, I I could have done that, but do you see what happened here? It's like, no, dude, it doesn't matter. You lost, bro. You lost. Take the L, learn from it. And right. get the hell out. Yeah. Are you making excuses <laughs> for your loss or right. are you saying I lost and then telling yourself a story? Hey, yeah, I lost so I could learn. Yeah. So I could just, grow. Yeah, dude. So and I can get better. I know what to do next time because yeah. I lost this time. Yeah. That's why, I, that's why I lost yeah. and then leave it at that. It doesn't need to be a long, like played out story. Just a, a quick, short one. It's in your best interest. <laughs> right. You can't change it. For sure. And, for sure. and getting into the fact that literally the past and the future do not exist. Sure. Yeah, right? I agree. The only thing that exists is this present moment. The only right. thing that exists from the past is our memory of it. And even that, right? Like you're saying that what is the story you're telling yourself? What actually happened? Yeah. Nobody really knows because you didn't see it from yeah. every angle. You only saw it from your eyes. You didn't see it from a 360 degree view. You can't right, go right. back to it, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And that's what Jordan Peterson talks about in the 12 rules for life. He talks about memory. Uh, one of the reasons that we have memories, memory as humans is not to remember the past. It's to remember, um, how did he put it? Dude, I just had it in my head. Anyway, he talks about, it's not to remember like exactly what happened. It's to remember how to not have certain things happen again. That would make so much sense. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think it's more painful than what, or why why do we, why do we portray it to ourselves as more painful than it really was is keep us away from it. It, Yeah. Memory. There's a reason why memory and emotions are so attached and it's, and Jordan Peterson describes it as the fact that, um, it's, it's to remember the feeling of, uh, of 
of you did this and something good happened or you did this and something bad happened. So keep doing the good things and keep doing it. It's like the, you know, he kind of goes into like the meat of it of like, you know, when we were hunters and gatherers, we, you know, we remembered where the good food was and we, we remembered where the bear cave was. You know what I mean? Not how, you know, only that the bears can kill you and the food can, you know, make you live. Nourish you. Yeah. And that's it. (laughs) Man, that is so helpful. Like I'm going to use that and make sure that I keep that in my mind and apply that to my own life because yeah, that's, that's just brilliant. Yeah. Don't remember all the specifics. You just remember like, oh, that was good. All right. Oh, that was bad. Okay. Well, and one thing that helps too, when you're. I was going to, well, anxiety, I said you know, they know anxiety lives in the future and depression lives in the past. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Lao Tzu. Yeah. What he says is if you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're at peace, you're living in the moment. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's all that matters, bro. Yes. What did, uh, <laughs> who said Tom Sawyer? Maybe who, who wrote that? Was it Tom Sawyer? I feel like an idiot right now. I don't remember this, but anyway, uh, he said, I've suffered many things in my life. Only a few of which have actually happened. Mm. <laughs> Yes. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, why are you worried about it, man? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's now, uh, that's way easier said than done. I yeah. Get, I get it. But the thing <laughs> is, is that the more you talk about it, right? The more you get in this frame of mind, we have conversations like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. We feel amazing after. Yeah. It's great. You know, because you're in this state of mind, you're talking about it. Yeah. And, and that helps bring it into fruition. That helps bring it into practice into your own life. The more yeah. you're talking about it versus if you talk about complaining, you're probably going to be more likely to complain. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and if you're complaining, dude, you, there's always something to complain about. Dude, I remember teaching, um, a lot of my experiences with like philosophy translated very well into my sales training. Um, I'm probably one of the reasons I had a pretty successful team. Another reason was we just got after it. But um, I, I remember like, you know, the salesman was so mad one day and I was like, he's just going off on everything. And I don't even remember what he was going off about. All I remember is I told him this. I was like, bro, listen, my life changed when I realized no one gives a shit, dude. No one cares. No one cares, bro. They don't care if you had a bad day. They don't care if you're, you know, you had a bad customer. They don't, they don't care, dude. All anybody is worried about is themselves. And that's fine, dude. Whatever, bro. Cause like, I mean, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like we're all selfish, but we all kind of have to be like, I got, I got to be able to breathe. You know what I mean? And I got to be able to feed my family. And these are the things that people are, are concerned about and, and rightfully they should be. And so, um, Nobody cares, dude. Just well, and you see the people that kind of give a shit too much, right? The people who actually yeah. kind of do care and you see how emotionally damaged they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Typically what I've seen is they're the victim of narcissism. So what they yeah, do is bad. they overly care for others and they sacrifice themselves. Yeah. So the analogy like I this. always use is you, you have to put yourself first, right? If you want to truly take care of others, if you want to be beneficial, if you want to be a positive influence for others, you have to put yourself first. When you're on an airplane, what do they tell you to do if cabin pressure drops? Yeah. Put your mask on first. And why? Because if you don't put your <laughs> mask on first, you can't put Bobby's mask on. Okay. You're a little kid. And if you go to put yeah. Bobby's mask on and then you die while you're doing that, you just killed Bobby and yourself right. versus you put your mask on first. Now you yeah. can put Bobby's mask on. You can put Sarah's mask on. Yeah. You, you can take yeah, care of the whole damn plane. Yeah. You can. Yeah. You can just do so much when you, when you take care of yourself. Well, and did you ever hear that statistic? Do you know who, are you familiar with Simon Sinek? Like uh start with why and um, it sounds very familiar. Leaders eat last. Uh, I've are, heard I've heard of leaders eat last. Yeah. 
do two really good books. Like your start with why is great. Um, anyway, one of the things, um, one of the studies that he, um, mentions some of the research he mentions is in Alcoholics Anonymous. So there's 12 steps to uh, addiction recovery. And the last one is help others, right? Like you've learned all this great stuff. Now it's time to help somebody if you can. Uh, and they did a study where um, the, you know, they took a, a sample of Alcoholics Anonymous. They, and uh, they found that people who didn't complete step 12, you, they did one through 11 perfectly had like a dude, it was like an outrageous number, 70 or 80% chance that they were going to relapse. Wow. Yeah. That and step 12 is helping somebody like getting out of yourself and going to figure, figuring it out for someone else. And, uh, I've always, that's a crazy lesson because the first 11 steps of, of Alcoholics Anonymous, NAAA, whatever, right. Um, are not easy at all. They're not easy doing these personal inventories, accepting responsibility for everything that happened in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Even the fact that you might have started drinking because your mom beat you. Like not, it's not, you know, you're not, uh, what, how do they put that? You're not. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. That's right. Yep. That's it. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility and accepting that. That's hard stuff. You do all of that. You go through all of that and then you don't help somebody else. You got to, you got you basically pissed it all away. It's crazy, bro. Says something. Yeah, just you know. <laughs> well, I love the fault versus responsibility. I actually reference Will Smith a lot because okay. he talks Re- about refresh that. my memory. Yeah. Well, he just talks about that. He says, "Look, yeah. the things that happen in your life." He says, "I don't care if you had an abusive dad, your mom yeah. did this, whatever it was, you got raised like that. Mm-hmm. That's not your fault. But guess what? It is your responsibility yeah, of yeah. how you're going to overcome it, how you're going to address it, and how you're going to move forward." And I think that's as soon as you start taking responsibility for things. Right. People, they associate responsibility with fault. (laughs) They say, well, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Most things aren't our fault, but they're your responsibility. So get your shit together and handle it. Right. And, uh, and my, and you know, whenever somebody starts, because normally that's kind of emotionally charged Mm -hmm. and I, and I like to teach my motive. My wife hates the way I teach, but my way of teaching is just, I really uh, try to punch people in the face as hard as they can get punched <laughs> in the face. Like, so if you, if someone says that to me, I'm like, well, no one gives a shit. Do you, you think when you go to the grocery store, you know, that little, you know, you think you go to McDonald's and that dude's making seven twenty five an hour. And you think he gives a shit about what happened in your life that you're, <laughs> but that you're treating him like you are. No one cares, bro. Right. No one cares. So why? And your wife's like, honey, you know, yeah, yeah, you can't say that. You're not being empathetic. <laughs> well, I feel like that is empathy. I'm like, dude, you got to realize that like it, it happened, but like everybody's carrying around a big, huge bag of shit themselves. Everybody's got one. Well, you know what I've realized is it depends on the person. And yeah, what's yeah. really been cool about coaching and even car sales taught me how to read people and identify different personalities and stuff. Yeah. Some people need to be told, look, you need to get off your ass and you need to do this, this, <laughs> right. and this. Some people really do. Like they need you to scream in their face yeah, like, they need a, you like a military you. sergeant. Yeah. And that's what gets them going. And other people for, I've realized like I point out when it was hard for me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then that I realized no one gave a shit and then how I overcame it. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. that's big because there's a lot of narcissism going on in our country and, uh, you know, in our society. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Right. So with a narcissist, it's easier to just point out the flaws in yourself. Yeah. 
and then teach them that way. And because people can't, how are they going to argue with that? Right. Like, how yeah, are you gonna, can't argue. You with can't. That. Yeah, You're like yeah. sitting there saying, yeah, I struggled with the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is what I did and this is what I realized. And this is how I overcame it. And yeah. you're no different than me. Right. We're just a group of cells. Yeah. And I, and that's probably why I never, I, I mean, I like coaching, but it's probably why I never really like took it like to the level like you got, you're at and, and a few of other coaches I've met are at is because like I, if somebody can't handle that, like there, there's so many people in the world that can help you. Um, if you don't like my way of teaching, that's fine, dude. Yeah. I'll, I know enough people I can refer you to only because dude, only because that's how, uh, not because I'm not empathetic. Like I know how to do that. I, and I, and I can be that when I need to be that, like for my son and my daughter and my, and my wife. But, um, but if we're in like a relationship, um, I feel like I, I, I get to have certain things, you know, I, I pick who I choose. I, I choose who I hang out with. And, uh, and I really try to hang out with people who will accept that message. Like, uh, cause that's how I talk, dude. That's how I teach. And like, that's how I just, I, I feel like when we were talking about earlier, like there's something sacred about getting your ass kicked. Um, I feel like all of my mentors have, that I've had in life have done that for me. And that's how my life changed was just like getting, I mean, totally broken down. Well, that's how I learn. Like yeah, it takes yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, <laughs> man, this, this, and this has happened. I'm not even realizing that I'm giving myself a pity party. Right. And someone yeah. goes, dude, buck up. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah, You're blessed. Yeah. Do yeah, this, do that. Here. And I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Right. And because a lot of people don't do that. I respect that. And that's, that's, I'm the same way when I hang out with people, like those are the type of friends that I want to hang out around yeah, are yeah, people yeah. who don't get butt hurt when I say, dude, you need to do something. <laughs> I might've mentioned it. How one of the ways that uh, happy gang started really like the start of it, my buddy, Seth Parkinson okay. said, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, I want to be like a motivational speaker. I want to help others. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not hundred percent certain, but I, you know, I really want to motivate people. And he says, okay, what's stopping you? I gave him a laundry list of excuses. And he said, Brett, that's bullshit. If you want to mm-hmm. do it, do it. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, at the time, I didn't have that many friends who would tell me that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then at that point in time, I said, okay, I can either get defensive here, give them more excuses and reasons why I shouldn't do it yeah, or I can accept it. And I said, okay, from here on out, I'm going to post a video every single day on social media. Yeah. And figure it out. And then since then I did. Yeah. I did. And then it's great. And then you just start to figure stuff out. Like my biggest, if I could teach one lesson to, to people like my kids, um, it's just move. Like you just got to go. Just, I mean, cause number one, nobody cares. Like nobody cares. The second thing is, is like you, st- I had an accounting professor who told us at the beginning of it. Ca- I, I tell the story all the time, but we had an accounting professor at the beginning of the semester. Uh, accounting 101 was required to graduate period. Uh, I just, I mean, I was in the accounting uh, degree, but that you, ha- everybody had to take accounting 101 and he came, he teacher gets up. He's like, this can be the hardest class you've ever taken in your life. And if you don't pass it, you won't graduate. And you just saw everybody, you know, kind of go flush. And he goes, and I'm going to tell you how to, I'm going to tell you how to pass and graduate. He's like, when you get to a problem that you don't understand, start doing the problem and you will figure it out and you will get, and, and you might not get a hundred, but you'll pass the class. You'll understand it. But if you never start, you won't pass. And it's like a simple lesson, right? Like that's easy, right? Uh, but so many of us get analysis paralysis. Mm. So many of us um, don't start period. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I forget which book it was that I heard it in. It might've been uh tools of, yeah, I think it was tools of Titans oh, by yeah, Tim, Tim Ferriss. And he's talking about creativity. Yeah. Right? And they're talking about how like, oh, you people like want to have this idea of what the picture is going to look like. They yeah. want to have this idea of what the book is going to look like when it's all published. And it's like, no, you just start painting. And then yeah. the masterpiece just, yeah, you just shows up. Yeah, you just start writing. And it ties into one of my favorite quotes is by Tony Robbins. Motion creates emotion. Yeah. If you are tired, you're lethargic, you're depressed. Okay. And you just force yourself to work out. <laughs> you're going to feel better after yeah. the motion. You start moving. I do this with my clients. It always yeah. makes them uncomfortable. And I'm like in front of the screen in person, I'm like, just start moving, just start moving. And some yeah. of them that won't do it. Other ones will, and yeah. they start moving and all of a sudden they realize that, whoa, like my blood is oxygen, yeah. oxygenating, you know, yeah. like the, the chemicals are flowing. Then you start to feel better. It's just, it's, it's pushing so yeah. you can get that momentum because yeah. once the momentum builds up, the snowball just keeps rolling. Yeah. And you'll figure it out, right? Yeah. Just move, just move. Like, I don't, I don't care what step one is, do it, you know, just move, just get out and do something. Uh, and, but when he, you know, when, when we were in that class, I was like, dude, that's why I'm not a college basher because like, I don't really care. Like I tell people I got a degree in problem solving. Like, cause I that like was, it. that was my whole, that was my whole thing, bro. We were online. Uh, we couldn't ask teachers any questions. We couldn't ask our peers any questions. I got a degree from Colorado state university, from YouTube, from you to me, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and it's like, cause you have to feel like if you want it bad enough, you need to move and you'll get it. You'll figure it out. And I did. And, um, and I'm not saying, and I, and I just believe that anybody can do that. And that might sound very privileged of me to say, but I don't, but it's not like everyone has to take a specific step one. You just have to figure out how, what movement looks like for you and just move, move. And, and just keep moving. Yeah. You know, yeah, cause yeah, it's yeah. going to take longer than, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Than you think sometimes. Are you familiar with Jesse Itzler? No. He's, he's, he's a dope guy. You should okay. check him out All sometime. Right. But he started a business called Marquee Jets. Okay. Okay. And he had a business. At one point he was like a rapper. He's like, <laughs> he, he started it with a business partner and he had this brilliant idea that, wait a minute, we could get rich people who don't want to own jets. They just want to charter jets. Oh, Okay. And so he's like, well, let's go. And he sets up this business meeting and the specifics of the story may not be 100% accurate. I'm doing my best. <laughs> sure, to tell sure, sure. You're he paraphrasing. In, yes. He goes into this business meeting, right? And he goes to like land this client and they basically like shut him down the first time and mm -hmm. he just keeps pushing and he keeps pushing yeah. and they like his ambition and they like, you know, that he's just so persistent. And so he lands these clients to charter jets. Oh. <laughs> he has no jets, no jets, no jets. Good for him. And he That's figured great. the shit out. And then he ended up selling the company for like 7 million. And then from there on out, he's an entre <laughs> a super successful entrepreneur. Now he has books. Now he runs like these crazy marathons <laughs> where he runs a hundred miles. And so the point is, is if, if Jesse Itzler can do that, you can go into this like professional business meeting with these high level execs yeah, and land them on chartering jets. And he has no idea how he's going to get the jets. His business partner is like freaking out and then he, he figures it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, and that's the idea, right? You just move. You just move. And it's okay. And it, moving usually involves growth and it involves, um, you know, unknowns and uncertainty. And sometimes, listen, like I believe that if you don't move, you'll get kicked. And uh, And getting kicked is 
more shitty than moving on your own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I really do. I, I believe that uh, you'll get kicked. So um, one of my favorite myths that that goes along with this. And again, I use myths like archi- archetypically because there's a, there's the same story that happens in everything, but Adam and Eve. Okay. They're living in this, the, it, that, that story is us. I don't believe it actually happened. I believe that that was, that we are supposed to literally mean, take that to be us in the sense that we're living in this bubble. We're living in this perfect little spot that we're in. Like we got it all figured out, you know, and, and this story happens multiple times in our life. So like high school to living on your own, right? That's a great one. Like you go from being a senior got you got it figured out. You're the king of the world. You're, you know, everything you have friends, you got connections, right? And then you graduate. Now you're a freshman in college or, or you're at, or you're at an entry level job. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And you You're left back at the bottom of the yeah, food chain. Yeah. You left this perfect world that you had created and now you're in this, you know, quote unquote, like dark and dreary wilderness again. And then, and then, you know, you're in the dating pool and you got, you had a bunch of girlfriends and yeah. And then you get married. Right. And now you're, now you're learning how to actually talk to your spouse. You're learning how to actually talk, like live with another human being. Cause you haven't had to do that before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That this story happens in our lives multiple times. And what I like about the story is you can either choose to leave or you'll get kicked out. Like eventually it will happen. You're going to graduate. Like you can choose to leave high school and realize that that isn't forever. Or you can be a high schooler your whole life yeah. <laughs> or yeah. you can get kicked out and be a high schooler in the real world. And we all know how that ends up. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever pronounced to the universe or to yourself and said like, this is it. I got it all figured out. I figured it out. Yeah. And then it seems like it's like, shut okay, up. Like yeah, you're cool. going to get humbled real quick, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, cool. no, you don't. And then I was like, okay, I, I'm never going to pronounce that again. I'm just going to be grateful for the things that happened. Yeah. And, and that's because, yeah. you know, I feel like I, I can remember like probably five or six times where it was like, had a struggle figured it out to some extent stuff started flowing. And I said, I got it. This is it. I got it all figured out. Yeah. I was like, back to square one. <laughs> back to square one. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. It, and it just keeps happening until you oh, realize yeah. like you were saying earlier, yeah. we never are going to have it all figured out. It's yeah. continuous growth. Yeah. I explain life like <laughs> a video game where you never reach your max level. Okay. Right. You're yeah. never going to reach level 100. The levels are infinite. <laughs> Even if you're level 1 million, you know what I mean? You're still can get to 1 million and 1 and 1 million and 2 if you're at a billion. Yeah. So on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh and that's part of it. And that's why I like um uh some of these stories and taking like the the meanings of these stories because I've applied it to my life. I'm like, "All right, dude, I can either um I can either choose to move cuz I feel it. you can feel it. You know in your life when it's time to move." Like when it's time, like I got to make a change. Um, or at least you, you should be. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You should. Well, and that's my point, right? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you either, you either should feel it or you're going to get kicked out and either way it's going to happen. So, and, and if you get kicked out and you get the lesson, then you move on. And if you, and if you figure it out and you, and you accept it and you move, you know, you flow with the water, then good. I mean, good happens either way, but, but, but that's my point. Right. Yeah. And that's my point. My house might be haunted. No, it's my, it's it my was the ice, ice machine. machine. Okay. But I anyway. lived in a haunted house before. This is a haunted. Are you sure? <laughs> Wait, no, well, how is it haunted? Uh, you, I can, I can explain right. the story All if right, you want. Go ahead. All Let's right. Go. You know how I used to have a house up in Woods Cross here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So I move into the house and there are like five or six occasions <laughs> where I hear. I, okay. So my bedroom's in the basement. Okay. That's weird. Two, <laughs> Why was your the, bedroom in the basement? The, the whole, the whole uh, basement was like a master bedroom. So like the whole oh. entire basement was my room. Kind of, It was a two level like rambler. Okay. 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 Top right, two right. uh, rooms on the top floor. Nobody lives in. It's just me in the house. Okay. And there are like five or six separate occasions where I hear like the wood creaking and it sounds like someone's stepping. Like I hear things going on upstairs, like to the point where I literally grabbed my 20 gauge shotgun and went upstairs and was like, who's in my house? Like cracking, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. ready to like freaking pull the trigger, dude. Like I was scared. And I remember every time I walked into this room, I got these chills down my spine, but it wasn't like the chills down your spine. Like, Hey, this is right. It was like the eerie chills down. Your yeah. Spine, you're like, okay? this isn't something's weird, man. So I'm like, you know what? You know, the house is built in the nineties, not that old, but it's got wood floors. It's just squeaking. I'm just tripping. Okay. Yeah. So every time don't find anything, yeah, go yeah, up yeah. there with my shotgun, literally like five different times. I meet my neighbor's wife who I've met the, the husband before. I've never met the wife. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like three months into living in the house. And, uh, I go to talk to her and introduce myself. And the first thing she says to me, she doesn't even ask me how I'm doing. She says, <laughs> so is your house haunted? And I'm like, what? And she's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm like, no, I want to know more. Like that yeah, was, yeah, you were yeah. not joking about that. Turns out that her sister used to live in that room that I got the eerie, the eerie yeah. feeling used to use a Ouija board and summon spirits. Oh really? Yeah. Dude, that's creepy, man. Now there's even, I could go on about the story for a long time. I won't, yeah. I won't take up the whole podcast, but I'm <laughs> telling you after that, man, I've been a lot more aware of uh, different energies and different listen, things going listen. on, man. And I do that. <laughs> we got some good vibes going on here. The ice machine, it's not haunted in here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that that's my story. But, uh, but it's real. That's real though. That stuff's creepy, man. And, and, um, devils and whatever you can believe whatever it is i choose to believe that it's like the that it's really bad energy that's that's left behind i believe that you know in this world there's light and there's dark right yeah yeah, yeah it's absolutely. the yin and the yang there's <laughs> night and day there's left yeah. and right and and there's there's always a, an equivalent opposite mm. so whatever it is right i don't think we're ever going to have all the answers or figure it out but yeah there's there's dark energy you know, I, yeah. I don't even like to label it bad or good, but more so dark because sometimes yeah. I think maybe that energy doesn't know what it's doing. Maybe it's that's not its intention. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it's darker energy. And yeah. Well, OK, so here's where I get a little like um, on the fringe of even like my religion. OK, mm -hmm. because there's um, and the reason I believe this is it be, you just triggered a thought in my head because it it that's exactly what it is. Like there are some like you're familiar with like agency. Oh dude, we know, we both know, uh, Rob, <laughs> he doesn't believe in free will. <laughs> I knew okay. this topic was going to come up. Shout okay. out Rob. We love yeah, you. Shout out, shout out Rob. We're going to talk some shit on you. Yeah, I am. <laughs> For sure. I am here. Hold on, dude. Let's try let's this out, bro. Let's call Let's try him. this out. dude. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, all right. You guys are in for a treat. This is the first time this I'm going to dial in Rob. This is going to be great. I and, hope you guys uh, are listening clearly because this. Rob Braun. Let's just see if he answers. Entertain. If he doesn't answer, I might have to give him a call because I really, I really hope he answers. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. The number you dialed has been changed. Disconnected. Oh, he wait. got a different number. What number do you have? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got it. I got, got it. it. I know what it is. I know what I did. <laughs> I called Welcome the Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Dude. The number you dialed has been changed. Let me give you the one I have for him. Okay. 614. Okay. 312. Oh, 312-8146. Yeah. Yeah. No. Dude, how did he? He did, did he? not do it. No. 
Hey, here, let me text him. Hey, call me. Did he, did he block my number? Maybe. That tool. How do we connect my phone? Um, okay. All right. We'll, we'll pick him up later. But Well, maybe, maybe it was the universe uh, telling yeah. us something. Cause you know, me and Rob <laughs> have gotten into it. Like every time I yeah. see Rob, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, dude, what's up? I love you, brother. Dap each other up, give each other a huge hug, talk and about talk, some yeah. things, right? Like, yeah. what are your successes? These are my successes. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Rob, Rob think, do you believe in free will yet? Damn yeah, it. He, he, uh, yeah. And he'll no, talk to me. No, are you still an idiot? <laughs> and he'll talk to me about like my religion. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, and, uh, and his reasons for free will, like we just have different definitions. Like we're talking about semantics with Rob. Rob believes like, well, do you breathe? Do you tell yourself to breathe? Well, no. Yeah, I, okay. You, we're talking about semantics, but, um, but anyway, back to what you were talking about, this energy, I believe that energy has agency that it can choose mm, to do things. Interesting. Right? Yeah. 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 So, um, if you, <laughs> uh, I don't want to get too, too much into this because I, I respect people's beliefs, but in the LDS religion, there's a book. We believe that Joseph Smith translated a book called the book of Abraham and in and, and the book of Moses and in the book of Abraham, uh, in the Pearl of great price. Um, I won't get into like too much of like how that came about, but one, one of the times he's retranslating Joseph Smith is retelling the story of how the universe was created and how God spoke the universe into existence. And one of the things he did is one of the verses specifically says that God spake until the elements moved. Right. Mm. And that this is part of like life, like, um, that even God, even these elements have agency and part of like why things happen differently is because certain, certain elements choose to rebel. And that, and we know that that's true in science. Like if you put certain things with certain elements, with certain elements, they, they fight each other Yeah, yeah. and they rebel. They, they, they have like, it's, it's like magnets, yeah, you know, yeah, opposites yeah, yeah. attract now and, we can, and positives, yeah. you know? Yeah. Now we can, um, um, force them together, you know, force them together and we can replicate that. But there's some things in science and I don't know all of the things and I'm not going to get technical, but there's some things in science where like they don't know why certain things react when they do and then dis and then, and then disengage when they just, they have no clue. And that that's, I believe that's part of it. So your energy, when we're talking about this, that's, I believe that, that everything has its own. So like, like a good example would be like, um, cancer, some things we know cause cancer, but cancer lives in our body uh, and it's cells rebelling against your body. Right. Yeah. And, and I can't, I can't tell myself I'm never going to get cancer. You know what I'm saying? Right. I could smoke for a thousand years, never get cancer and somebody could smoke for a day and get cancer. Well, let me ask you this, how, cause this is where I start kind of teetering on the edge and sure, sure, sure. piss people off. And they're like, oh, he's too far out there. He's too holistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you believe that you have the power to, to heal yourself holistically of okay. something as extreme yeah. as cancer and say even uh paralyzation? Yes. I, I believe that you can. I believe that you can. I also believe uh, that things just happen like that, that some things are just like I mentioned earlier, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Yes. Right. I believe that like, um, 
I believe that the, that can happen 100%. I've heard stories. I've experienced the healing myself holistically. Definitely know that can happen. But I also know on the flip-flop where people have tried everything, chemo, holistic healing, whatever they can do, and, and they still pass away. Yeah. Um, so do, can it happen? For sure. Um, if If it's not part of the plan, man. Yeah. I don't know, dude. And, and I guess it's complicated, and, but I understand. Yeah. What and you know, what's crazy is we're talking about this free will and all that because it like, it makes me wonder because there are, and we've talked about paradoxes before. Like we've talked yeah, about yeah, control yeah. paradox. Last yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And so my question, and I'd like to know your thoughts on it is where do we draw the line or how do we, how does destiny per se, or like you're, you're at the right yeah, place at the yeah. right time and the synchronicity line up with the free will. That's always something that I'm pondering. Yeah. And it's yeah. so crazy because it's like, I believe in free will 1000%. Yeah. But then I also believe that some things are like meant to happen. Like they're, they're, yeah, they're absolutely. destined in a sense. Absolutely. Right. I don't believe that like destiny is like your whole life played out, sure. but I believe that there are some things, some people that you run into, you know, that, it's not a coincidence. No, I, I 100% agree. And I, I think that that is just being like, okay, you know, you're just in the right spot at the right time. Amor Fati is the love of fate. I think like we were talking about earlier with people who, these are just my thoughts, right? I got two thoughts on that. This is the first one that, um, you know, the same principle of like, if I live transactionally with other people, I'm only going to see that in return, right? Mm. So if I believe that I'm in the right spot at the right time, then everything's going to work for my good. And if, and nothing's a coincidence. And that's your free will to choose that. Yeah, 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 exactly, right? Mm. And and so, yes, it was not a coincidence that we met. It was not a coincidence that I met my wife, but I was living, you know, I just lived, right? And then the second thing is this idea that, um, oh, dude, I totally forgot. I might have to come back to it, but... Uh, that, that would be the first one. Okay. Here's the second part. The second part is like, I, I mentioned we were talking about with Rob. Let me turn, let me make sure that in case he calls me or something, I, I see it. Um, <laughs> the second thing we were talking about is this semantics, the definition. So when people say free will, most of the time they're talking about agency. Now, um, it, I learned this in a, in a book and we did this experiment. We did this little demonstration. So imagine I'm giving you a coin or excuse me. I, ha- I have a coin in my hand. I'll use my AirPods. Right. So I, I, I show you my AirPod, right? I put it in my hand and I say, pick a hand, right? Well, you pick this one. Yeah. So did you have a choice? Okay. The rules of the game are, let's just play the game. So the I, rules I, of the I, game I, are the, the rules of the game are you can only do uh, exactly what I tell you. Okay. Fair enough. So here's an AirPod in my hand. Pick a hand. That one. Okay. Did you have a choice? Not really. No, you didn't have a choice. Okay. I mean, but to, to, to go a little deeper, when you said you, you can only do what I say, I was thinking I have the free will choice to rebel and not do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But just for the sake <laughs> right, of the game, right, because right, I'm going right, yeah. to get to the point. So, um, so now I have an AirPod in my hand, uh, right. And then I say, you know, uh, pick a hand. Uh, okay did you have a choice yes why because you let me well well, because you have two yeah Yeah, yeah, you have two choices right there's my left hand and my right hand okay so um all right now i'm gonna gonna, uh, it doesn't matter what 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 this is in this is in my you know you can see the airpod now pick a hand that hand okay this hand so uh and this is a religious thing okay so this uh means that you lost ten thousand dollars did you have a choice yes why? Because there were multiple options. Yeah. Okay. There were multiple options, um, but you didn't know that you were going to lose ten thousand dollars. Right. 
Okay. So now, so for agency to occur, now we have to have two choice, two opposites, right and left. And we have to know what we're choosing. Right. Okay. So now, uh, now I'm going to finish with agency. Now, Brett, the hand with the AirPod in it means that you win a million dollars and the hand without an AirPod in it means you lose a million dollars. Okay. For you guys listening, he can clearly see my hands. <laughs> okay. Now pick. I'd pick the hand with the AirPod. Okay. You pick the million dollars, right? Yeah. So did you have free will? Yes. We have agency now. Now we have agency because now we have opposites. Now you know, and now that you know, you can be accountable. Mm, Does that make sense? Yeah. So you like, there were different choices. You knew what the choices were and now you have to be accountable for the choices that you make. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I think. That's what I, when you're talking about this question, that's just a long answer for me to, and I love doing that because that's a long way for me to say like, um, in order for you to have this idea of free will, this idea of agency, you have to, there has to be two different choices. You have to know what those choices are. And then you have to know the outcomes. You have to be accountable for what you're choosing. And I think the accountability part is from what I've seen. A lot of people like <laughs> who deny free will, it's maybe because they haven't made the best choices, right? Yeah. They don't want to be accountable and for they, their actions. And so what's so crazy to me is that Rob is the weirdest <laughs> exception because he's successful. He's yeah, a good dude. Yeah. He's healthy. He's like yeah. ripped. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I ask yeah, yeah. him like, do you not have the free will choice to go to the gym every morning? Yeah. And he's just like, nope. It just, that's, that was the plan. I'm supposed to be ripped. And I'm like, so you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, like it's semantic because he's still thinking about like breathing as a choice. Right. And, um, but that's not what we're talking. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah, Because I can sit here and hold my breath. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, and, but I just think we're, you know, you were breaking it down so far. I like what, I like the, the more whole, you know, the 30,000 foot view of like, it doesn't matter if you can breathe or not. It's not, that's not, yeah. what, in my opinion, that's, you know, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is like people having an option, knowing what those options are and then teaching people. This is the biggest thing, teaching people to be accountable for what they're choosing, mm-hmm. you know, like fault and responsibility, accountability. Like you made some shitty choices, dude. Oh, own them. They're yours. They're gone. We don't have them anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like we can go forward. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I'm, that's me. No, I agree with you. Because, uh, because this whole idea of like, so, um, Rob is, you know, there's this belief in Christianity that, uh, the devil forces you to do like the devil can force you to do things. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, like, um, you know, uh, the devil made me do it or like, or like I was going to do something good today. And then the, the devil just got in the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah. If the devil, ex- you know, if the devil exists, you know, uh, what's that one quote? He's like, um, the devil's not, uh, the devil's not real son. It's like Santa Claus. It's your dad. You know what I'm saying? And, and not to say that dads are devils. I'm, I'm saying that we create those. You know what I mean? No, yeah. you didn't dude. Like, uh, you know, I hear people all the time in my religious community go like, I, I was going to go to church and I was getting everybody ready. And then my kids were just being terrible and it was the devil. 
Satan was just no not wanting way. me to go to church that no day. No way. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I feel like a lot That's of- That's accountability. Re- yes. I feel like a lot of religion is uh, searching for an explanation, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah, the yeah. ego wants to know why. Yeah. It wants to not have the uncertainty, you know? <laughs> right. So like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm- I'm hinting at the fact that the ego is what drove religion. That's not what I'm trying to say. Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. But and, and and I'm the right guy to have this conversation yes. with, by the way, because uh, I don't care. Well, that, and that's what I lo- <laughs> why I love talking to you is it's you're so open minded. Yeah, and that's what's really cool. I and appreciate that. and as I've become more open minded, I've seen truths in in the Mormon culture or religion where I used to like maybe talk shit when I was yeah. younger, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I like had because you know in my community, I was like the only non-Mormon family. So I was like an outcast. Right. So I have this like, Oh, like Mormons are rude and bad and judgmental, but it's simply not the case. It was just my own closed mindedness. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, I did, did you see that I did stand up? I saw that. I wanted to come, <laughs> dude, dude. It was a, it was super fun. By the way, if if you ever want to overcome, uh, you've, if you ever want to experience real vulnerability, do do an oh, open I'm, mic, bro. When I saw that, I was like, "Good for him, dude." I was like, "That would take <laughs> one, some balls." You know, dude. one of my jokes though, I didn't want to get too edgy with my jokes, but one of my jokes that I that I had written for that was like, you know, one of my favorite things about being Mormon are non Mormons. And the reason one of my, that's one of my favorite things is because whenever I meet a non-Mormon in Utah, they immediately say things like, you must be really judgmental, huh? (laughs) Really? Just like we were talking about earlier, right? If all you see, if all you do is judge people, then I'll, then of course everybody judges you. You know what I'm saying? Well, and then assuming that, isn't that kind of judgmental? Yeah, that's right. That's the joke. It's like, you must, you must hate everybody who's not a Mormon. You're really judgy. I'm like, you haven't even met, you don't even know who I am. You don't even know my name. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, And by the way, I tell people this too, the way that, um, you know, some, and, and obviously that's terrible. Like we shouldn't, we need to root that out for sure. But, uh, the way you described your experience is the way I would describe my experience with Catholics. Oh, really? Yeah. I was, I was only not, I was only, uh, there were only a few Mormon families in our town, uh, in a town where like I had friends who like, uh, knew their family history and knew that like their grandfather was in the mob that killed Joseph Smith. And they bragged about that, uh, to me. And then, and then like, they were all Catholic, like, ah, uh, he's not Catholic or he's a Mormon. We, we shouldn't play with him. Like I heard that. Right. So it's not a, it's not a religious issue. It's a people issue. See, and, and that's kind of what I was hinting at I think, earlier. I think it's stupid. I think, I don't think we should, anybody should do that, but is, I'm just is, saying. Instead of saying, oh, you have similar beliefs, you know, just like I do, we both yeah. believe in a God or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Right. And uniting. Yeah. Our egos get in the way and we say, no, my religion is right. Sure. No, my religion is right. <laughs> right. None of us actually know. We just, we, yeah. go, we go with the flow and, yeah. and we choose what, what feels right for us. Yeah. And if it works for you and then choose it. Yeah. Know? I think let so. people I, have their beliefs. And I just say, let people, let, if it makes you happy, dude, I don't care what you do, man. Yeah. yeah I just like, I choose, this is what I choose. And, uh, and that's exactly how I phrase it. Like, this is what I have chosen to do. And if you don't want to do that, like, eh, it's not a big deal. It's not my, eh, here's my thing. It's not my problem, bro. Yeah. How, how can I, you know, and I, I'll tell this to people, people in, in my churches, like, how can you believe in a God who loves everybody and care about what somebody else is doing? Like, I don't care what he's doing, bro. I'm, I'm not a judge. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a, 
I'll get, I could care less, man. And if you want to know, and if you want my help and you want, and you want to be a part of this and you want me to help you do this, I'm more than happy to, but I'm also just going to let you do your thing. It's almost, uh, <laughs> you know? I know I reference Eckhart a lot, but I just, I love the way that he phrases things. Yeah. He talks about how people almost get this like spiritual ego. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. like, okay, let's say you're LDS and you yeah. do some good things. Right. And you're yeah, living yeah. your life. Right. And almost the ego is like, yeah, right. I'm, I live good. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good person. And yeah. that person is bad because I'm so good. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're stooping down to their level, but they, they can't comprehend it because they're telling the story to themselves. Well, right, this right, is, right. Right. This is the truth. Or, or the one that's more common, even more common than that is like, how could, like, if you believe in God, right? Um, this was one that I actually struggled with. Like, how could I be doing everything right? And this person seemingly in my head gets more than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how did he do that? Like, I know that, like, we, we, we live by these set of rules and uh, I know he's breaking every single one of them mm-hmm. and it looks like he got blessed. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had to learn that lesson the hard way, dude. Like, like the lesson of like, it doesn't freaking matter. Yeah. That who dude, I learned that lesson the hard way. And one of it came from, you know, um, my own study, but a story that I learned. Uh, but, uh, anyway that, but that's also common, right? Like I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything right. And I'm not getting what I think I should be getting. And he's getting more than me. Right. And maybe that's like, I live in this house, but I live in this small house, but I'm doing everything right. And I'm, I'm providing for my family. And then this guy, uh, isn't doing anything. He got lucky and got made a million dollars. And, and, uh, why did that happen to him and not me? Yeah. You know, I've seen that. Yeah. I've actually ran into that a few times. <laughs> I, yeah. I actually had somebody like religious almost say that to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm religious and, and, and you, you don't claim a religion. Like right. How you're just, are you? you're just meditating. <laughs> How, and you're being mindful and you're journaling. Why are good things happening to you? And I go to church on Sundays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like. You just tell him to go. (laughs) You should have. I would have. Luckily, I was being mindful enough to just say, well, Uh, maybe one day you'll learn. You know, it's not really like, (laughs) you know, it's not that one way is right. It's just that everybody's figuring it out. Well, and here's the thing. Um, I'll tell you the story that I learned. It's, um, it's this idea that like, so, uh. It's a very, you know, capitalist story, but the story is like, um, the, the man, the owner of the vineyard hires this guy for a day, pays him a hundred bucks for the day, uh, and realizes throughout the day he needs more help. So the, the day starts at nine and, and ends at five. And, um, the, the, um, master of the vineyard goes, I need your help. Pay you a hundred bucks. He says, yep, starts at nine, works, realizes, quickly realizes that he needs more help, goes out and finds more help uh, and pays them the same, right? So you get this thing where guy starts at nine, gets paid a hundred bucks, guy starts at noon, gets paid the same, guy starts at four, gets paid the same, right? And then the guy at nine goes, what the heck, man? You know, uh, why did we all get the same? And he goes, you know, very capitalist thing to say. It was like, well, it's my money. I did exactly what I was said I was going to do for you, right? Yeah. We're both happy. You signed the deal. And uh, we're good. Why do you care what I did with this guy? Right. And why are, why are you mad that I extended charity to somebody? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you mad at God? Because he chose to be nice to one of his kids, just like he was nice to you. And that's, uh, you know, uh, and uh, when I, you know, when I, when that, when I internalized that story, I was like, felt like a piece of shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you know you how know. I determine whether one of my friends or the people I know is a true entrepreneur <laughs> huh. is when they don't care what I paid for something when we're negotiating a deal. <laughs> I've, I've had friends and I'm not going to get into the specifics. <laughs> I've had friends where yeah. they buy some, I give them a killer deal on it, but I got into it even better. So oh yeah. I'm making dumb, money, dude. right? Yeah. You're getting a good deal and I don't care if you go sell it and make money. Yeah. Cause I got the deal. But I have friends who say, no, that's messed up, dude. Why? You gave him a good deal. He can't go sell it again. Right. Yeah, or, or you, you, I can't believe you made money on your friend. Why? And it's like, dude, yeah. like I had the ad posted on KSL and you know what I mean? Like this right. person, it's, yeah, like it's just <laughs> funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's dumb because first of all, that's dumb from like a, like a, just a business standpoint, bro. Um, I hate to break it to you, dude, but if you're in the same position as me, you do the same thing. Yeah. And like, like <laughs> you uh, wouldn't do that. You know, if, if, if somebody, <laughs> if I want to hook you up, right. You yeah. say, Hey Brad, I want to receive some coaching or I want a shirt or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, right. And yeah, I say, yeah. Hey, you're a homie. I'll hook it up. Yeah. Okay. That's one thing. Yeah. Right. But when you come to me and you're like, no, dude, I'm not going to pay retail. We're homies. Oh yeah. That's stupid. That's yeah, kind then of annoying. I charge you double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just say the price went up. Dude. Uh, yeah. You know, I, so it's yeah. Like, if you make a deal with your friend, you should make a deal with your friend. Um, but yeah, you should always just be willing to pay what your friend wants. And I'm not saying that because I always pay full price for things. Right. I definitely try to like, you know, be frugal and, and, you know, you know, have connections, but also at some point you're just like, yeah, just pay the money, dude. And like, I bought a shirt from you. Yeah, exactly. Care, and you bro. didn't even, you didn't even bark. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was like, and the shirt, dude. yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Cause I used to be guilty of it. Like, no, yeah. dude, you're my homie. Hook me up, you know? But then I realized, <laughs> wait a minute, if this is my friend and I care about him and I want him to be successful, wouldn't I want to pay full retail? Cause I'm supporting it. Wouldn't I rather pay retail to him than retail to Macy's? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. To support him, a local business as opposed. Yeah, absolutely. You, you don't, you don't bark when Nike charges you 120 bucks for the shoes. You know, like, come yeah. on, man. Like, I know the cashier. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure, dude, man. Uh, that's great, dude. Oh, we had a good conversation, man. I really liked it. Dude, I, really <laughs> I love being on here. Thank you so much for having me, uh, man. Dude, I'm really grateful. What's next for, uh, for you? Are you going to keep doing your podcast? Are you going to keep doing your coaching? Yes. Um, going to keep doing coaching, keep expanding yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the more I dive into it, the more I, I dive into, uh, do you really eventually want this to become your thing? Yes. Or are you okay with it being a side gig? No, it, it, it'll definitely be, I, I believe that I'll have multiple streams of income Yeah, and, definitely. We, and whether, and whether that's, you know, cause right now I work a nine to five and I love it. Yeah. And, me too. and I, and I have time for, for my coaching, you know, I yeah. basically do my coaching calls on Sunday and, and after work. And right now I love it. Like I'm just so happy with life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And leading back to the very beginning, right. I, if it, if it blows up, right. And I'm, I'm so swamped that I just need to do coaching full time. Yeah. Then it is what it is. If I have to do other things, you know, I'm, I'm into investments. I'm into yeah. owning different types of businesses, right? I'm not limiting myself. Yeah. And you know, that's yeah. something that, uh, I had to work on for a while was this idea that like happy you had, to, had to blow up or something, right. Yeah, or that yeah, I, yeah. I had to, you know, it's this or nothing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I, uh, I feel like I'm an entrepreneur cause I have like my podcast and my CBD business. Um, but I love my nine to five. Like I love the, there's a feeling that I get with like the sales thing personally mm -hmm. that I don't feel I can get anywhere else. Yeah. And so I like that and, and I don't really care, you know, 
You don't you want to ditch your nine to five? Not really, dude. I love what I do. And you know, what's crazy is cause I did happy gang full time for a while. Yeah. And sometimes if you put pressure on yourself and you like it almost, you have to make it work right. It yeah. almost takes the fun out of it Yeah. versus yeah, yeah, when yeah. it's more effortless, it just flows. Yeah. You can just right? pick and choose and you, can, and, you know. and you know, talking about spirituality and going down the rabbit hole of the mind and stuff <laughs> is, is my passion. So yeah. sometimes if you bombard yourself with doing it 24 seven, yeah. it just kind of, it takes yeah. the fun out of it really. For sure, dude. I, and, and I just tell people, you know, I, I, I don't ever try to tell people, you know, that should be your only thing. Like is podcasting one day going to be your only thing? Like, I sure hope not. I sure hope I'm doing a million things. Yeah. Bro. Why not have diversity? <laughs> yeah, I like doing know? a lot of things. Bro. So, you know, a long answer to your yeah. short question. Uh, yeah. I definitely plan on expanding happy gang. You know, I've been uh, yeah. looking at other ventures as well and uh, just want to keep growing as a human really. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, taking on more clients and expanding my reach, maybe do some, uh, some, some talking yeah. as well. Some public speaking. For Dude, sure. that's, that'd be great, bro. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Public speaking's different, man. It's different, but I like it. What I really want to do is like mess up big pharma. Yeah. That'd be great. Like I, I that's kind of my goal. It's yeah, like, that'd be great. I want to, I just want to disrupt traditional like Western thinking and, and, you, well, and, and expand Eastern philosophy. I in think, the US. yeah, I think I, this is what I tell people. I'm like, it should just be on the menu. You shouldn't be scared of it. Cause like what, like I'm into CBD, right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my CBD costs 50 bucks and, um, uh, most prescriptions cost triple that quadruple that. Right. And, uh, if you take too much CBD, you might get a tummy ache. Right. And, uh, and if you take my CBD and it doesn't work, you're out 50 bucks. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you go to the doctor, which by the way, your CBD works very well, so <laughs> but don't worry about that. Well, but you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you, you know, you have something and, and like, or like breathing or meditating, right. That doesn't cost anything. And if you don't get any health benefits from it, like, let's just hypothetically, let's say you get zero, which would be impossible, but let's just say you get zero, uh, you're out $0. You might be out 30 minutes or a day of time, you know? Yeah. And that's it, bro. And you haven't done anything detrimental to, <laughs> to your, your body, health, to your cells, dude, right? I, to the communication yeah. of the different hormones going through your body, yeah, to your man. emotions, to. Yeah. I interviewed a, a, a nonprofit, you know, before we hop off, I interviewed a nonprofit who, uh, they're the black box warning initiative and, um, you know, they're, they're fighting this, they're, they're campaigning to get prescription drugs off of commercials cool like off tv that is sweet yeah they're a great dude they're a phenomenal uh nonprofit. and um and and it's because like the side like when you take a drug you should be able to tell if it helps you but like some of these antidepressants like their side effects of of May depression cause vomiting suicidal thoughts <laughs> well, well like you're trying to solve depression and and the and the side effect is more depression yeah. So like, is it working or is it not working? You have no clue, right? Yes. And you become dependent and, and there's some other things. And look, listen, like I said before, like not medical advice, definitely go to the doctor, like do your due diligence. But I'm, what I tell people is like, keep it on the menu, dude. Yeah. Like, like if you think marijuana could help you in certain cases and you've consulted your doctor with it, uh, you know, about it, like your side effects are hungry and you might get a little, like some people when they smoke marijuana, get a little more paranoid, you get a little more anxiety. Uh, and if that's the case, stop. And yeah. when you stop smoking marijuana, if it causes you anxiety, when you stop, the anxiety stops normally. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, that's it. Right. Yes. A, you know, you just quit. Well, and on one last note, I'm reading this book right now called Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. I've heard of that. That it's sounds amazing. Great. Book. That sounds, that he sounds has great. all these diagrams and stuff. He's kind of like Dr. Joe Dispenza, yeah, where he's just okay. crazy knowledgeable about it, that the way that he breaks it down, he like tells you how the science works, okay. like gives you yeah. facts, right? <laughs> yeah. He has A, B, C, D, and E cells communicating to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pharmaceuticals treat cell B. In hopes that it communicates better to cell C, that's not how cells communicate. Right. They're not linear. They don't just go yeah. from one to the next. B communicates with A, D, C, E, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so you're messing up the communication of all of them when you're sometimes taking these pharmaceuticals is the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I, I definitely believe that they should they definitely should be making as much as they are. And yeah, and and last point on that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying to people either that, you know, never go to a doctor in your life. There's sure, nothing that sure. modern medicine can do for you. All I'm saying is that, you know, I recently had a client who healed her own cancer yeah. after, uh, you know, working together. And it was crazy eye opening and really cool to know that she was able to do that. She was the one who healed herself and the doctors yeah, yeah. were bamboozled. Yeah. And, and there's stories like that all over the place. And so, and my thing about with that is like, that's why it shouldn't be off the menu. There's something there. Your body is phenomenal. Your body we, will like, you can do amazing things and yes. you should, if there's a way to tap into those things, we should at least try it like foot zoning or something yes. like, dude, like, okay. If, uh, if foot zoning doesn't work, you got a badass foot massage. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and part but, of the reason why I'm so like, you know, uh, passionate about it yeah. is just because as someone who used yeah. to abuse Xanax very heavily, yeah. uh, it's just, it's the, well, that's the what I'm devil saying, in right? my opinion. Yeah. You know, I blame it on the devil though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason why I did Xanax is the devil forced me to, it wasn't free will or anything like that. Right, right. I mean, it wasn't like I knew what I was doing was bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if you try meditation and, and breathing and, and these, you know, um, other medicines, it's like, uh, you know, like Reiki or yoga, yeah. like you got to, you got sore for a day. If you mess up with, uh, whatever they're giving you to, to stop this pain, uh, you could like, you know, like my, my, I always do like extremes, but like, you know, with marijuana, you get hungry with fentanyl, you die. Yeah. You know, do you know how widely <laughs> prescribed Xanax is and the fact that it's, um, more dangerous than opiates dude Did you i know that yeah I, I, I didn't know that specifically i feel that that just makes sense benzodiazepines the drug mm -hmm. class that it's in right inhibits you from feeling your fight or flight response mm. right yeah and so like nothing matters it's all chill you know yeah, but there's dude. only a couple of drugs that you can die from the withdrawals of yeah mm -hmm. benzodiazepines are one of benzodiazepines them. Alcohol. Uh huh. And I think that's actually the only two. Yeah, there is only two. Yep. yep it's there's just, only two. It's, and what's crazy because, because heroin is a, or a opiates. So there's one of those drugs that's a benzodiazepine. Like meth, maybe? I might be talking out of no. my ass, but I'm not sure. No. So, I mean, there's a big class of benzodiazepines, uh, clonazepam, but, you know, Xanax, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. clonopin, pretty much anything that's treated for anx anxiety yeah. is a benzodiazepine. Yeah, dude. And, uh, and, well, so we were talking about this before, like alcohol, right? Like yeah. th this stuff isn't alcohol, but, um, one of the reasons like I won't touch it is not, has nothing to do with my religious beliefs, like zero to do with my religious beliefs and everything to do with seeing someone close to me, uh, almost die because they didn't have alcohol. 
Like physically, they almost died. Grandma seizures. Yep. Dude, because not because they had drank too much. Because they, they hadn't drank at their all. Their body and their cells were physically dependent upon it in order to function. Un, unbelievable. They're pumping in the IV alcohol and right crazy. into your right into your bloodstream to keep you alive. And if you're listening at home, go look up the uh, benzodiazepines and how often they're descri- uh, prescribed. And then the fact that drinking is legal. And, and benzodiazepines are, are prescribed yes. that frequently. It's like... Go f- yourself, man. Listen, you're never, ever, ever, ever. No one will ever convince me that, that making marijuana legal is a bad thing. You'll never do it. And I'll tell you why, because, uh, the fact that you're okay with tobacco and alcohol, dude, um, we're talking about, you know, we're in the middle of the coronavirus and all these things. Um, the number one killer, uh, is still tobacco, still tobacco and still obesity. (laughs) <laughs> like those are still the top two Dude, McDonald's for, for as, for as terrible McDonald's as isn't yeah, illegal <laughs> for, for as terrible as the as COVID-19 has been right. Like people like it still wouldn't, we would have to get rid of everything else and let COVID go rampant without any, any walls or anything. And it, w- and it would take a couple hundred years for it to even catch up. I think and that, we would have to get rid of everything. I think that's the biggest thing that actually frustrated me about Corona was yeah. uh, someone who works with people who can be anxious or depressed. Right. And yeah. looking at those numbers, I could like yeah. suicide rates. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden Corona pops up and like mass epidemic, like on yeah. the news, you can't turn away from it, wear yeah. a mask. Yeah. And like, we don't, we're like, we're not educating people on like, all the other things going on. Yeah. Your mental health and stuff like that. that, that, It kind of, it it, it riled me up. I I don't think that we handled it right. Like I, I, I don't, um, I believe that it's bad. I just don't think we handled it right. That's all my thing is, is, you know what I'm saying? Like we should have just been more educated. We should have been more transparent with the whole thing. Like I understand it's a disease. I understand it's real. I understand it kills people, but, but for the sake of our, what we're talking about, uh, you know, Marijuana, you've never overdosed on marijuana. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've, but you have on Xanax mm-hmm. and you have on alcohol. Mm-hmm. There is so much thing as drinking yourself to death. Yeah. You, when you pass out, that is a, that is not because, um, drinking is fun. That is your body. There's no other way for your body Please to stop, stop consuming alcohol other than to your body shuts down as a, def, as a defense. That is unbelievable, bro. And it's legal. Yeah. And look, I don't care if it's legal. I don't care. Like, if you want to drink, go ahead, bro. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But then don't come argue with me about marijuana or or uh, or um, some of these other like like drugs that we know that help. Like, and I don't even like using that word drugs, but like psilocybin. Yeah. Has been. Like they're doing tests right now that's that's proving it effective for PTSD over these anti-anxiety drugs. Yep. Okay, dude. In doses, and under you, the right circumstances, you can heal yourself with a plan. And I and you know what, what schedule it is? Like the schedule drug class of psilocybin is in the it's same one. class as yeah, heroin? It's one. Yeah, schedule one. No dude, medicinal effects. <laughs> get out of here, bro. So yeah, psilocybin, you got like um, uh, marijuana. Um, ayahuasca is is illegal, dude. These are just I don't know, dude. Uh, it's fr- it's really frustrating. I just look at our history. Like yeah. I mean, it goes back. I mean, eons, ancient times. Like <laughs> yeah, they've been yeah, using dude. this. You know? Yeah, like, and uh, and I was talking about this on another podcast I did, but um, 
this idea that uh, this idea that if you were actually in the in some of these like South American communities where they they prescribe these certain medicines because that's what they're called they're called medicines yeah right um, and you go there and you want to get some for fun they won't do it yep. they will not give it to you they they give you the finger and tell you to leave because that's not what it's for it's very ceremonious it's very uh, ritualistic, right? It's for a purpose. They don't, they won't let you go party with, at least if they're doing it right. I, you know, yeah. I'm not, I can't speak for everybody, yeah, but yeah, yeah. the ones who do it right won't let you do that. Right. Just like, just like Probably the, oh, oh, is he, oh, he's calling. Oh, should we? Yes. All right. Yes, this one. All right. We're bringing Rob. Hey, buddy. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> hey, you're on a podcast with me and, uh, and, and Brett. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, dude? How you doing, man? We were actually just chatting about you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I tried to call uh, you, dude. I know. Sorry, I was out to dinner. Oh, okay. Uh, you remember, I'm fucking two hours behind. <laughs> you're, t- <laughs> you're two hours behind? Yeah. Okay, okay. That's or right. two hours ahead. Sorry, two hours oh, ahead. Oh, shoot, Sorry. dude. It's, uh, it's almost 10 there? Yeah. Well, dude, my bad. We were talking about, listen, talking about. listen, I can't have you on my, we've, we've been podding for now for about an hour and 45 minutes. So I can't have you take another hour and 45, but we were talking, we, we thought about you because of uh, free will, you know, me and Brett, we were chat <laughs> chopping it up, dude. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> give so, me your, give me your elevator pitch. Go ahead, Brett. Go ahead. Brett. Well, I was just going to say, you know, every time me and you link up, Rob, it's the same thing. It's what's going on, man. Share some successes. And then we get into it and I say free will exists. And you say, fuck, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Can you hear me? Can you hear? Oh, dude, oh we lost the call. Oh, we he's probably back. in a, he's probably in a thing. He'll call back. Maybe, maybe he didn't like that. <laughs> Are you kidding yeah. me? Rob, Rob doesn't even no, kind of care. I'm, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, uh, did you hear that? Okay. In your headphones? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It worked. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great, sick, bro. Bringing people on live. You're going to have to call me, man. Uh, Lifeline. Yeah, that's right. Phone a friend. <laughs> Phone a friend, dude. He'll call back maybe when we're done. But dude, I appreciate you being yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we're going to do this again. I appreciate you having me. Uh, when I get on again, we're going to schedule. We're going to coordinate with Rob. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I had Rob on my podcast. I listened. Did you? It was probably one of my favorites <laughs> because I'd only because I like know Rob and I knew exactly where he was going to take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude. just just so many <laughs> F-bombs and just. <laughs> He's great, dude. I love Rob, dude. Uh, Take it easy, man. All right, you too, brother.